he had already taken off his clothes and he was erected. <laughs> when you do it, when you do a head count in Mexico, it's literal. You know who's fucking lazy? Maine. Unfortunately, when he was in his 20s, he looked like dog shit. Aren't all transsexuals Asian? Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Very excited to be here. Episode 28. Super stoked you're joining us. You're listening to what we do here on the show every week, growing our audience. We love it. We love that you guys are paying attention and telling your friends and nothing could make us more excited. Speaking of that, housekeeping, new mailbag up on the site with some really, really good submissions, including the first ever baller lifestyle drinking game, which I'm, and the person that sent this in also prefaced this by saying they were anti-drinking games. And we at theballerlifestyle.com are devoutly anti-drinking game. We're adults. We don't do any childish bullshit around here. But the baller lifestyle drinking game seems pretty interesting and, it, and it's it's sweeping the nation. Like everywhere you go, there's it's not beer pong anymore. It's not flip cup or three man or the dice thing. Is that for three man? I think it is. Uh, it's none of those anymore. The new drinking game that all the college kids are playing is the baller lifestyle drinking game and we couldn't be more excited here. Uh, so check that out. Also some very good submissions excellent like really really impressive submissions for our new favorite segment on the show how fucking old is this guy because there's some that i had not thought of that i well frankly i did not think we're still on the planet not living and breathing at least uh so check that out mailbag and and submit anything you hear on the show anything we've talked about get with us like Join the conversation. Do it at mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com and follow us on Twitter. Interact with us with us on Twitter. I'm at Brian Beckner and Ed Daly is at Easy Ed Daly and you should interact with him and I'm going to interact with him right now because here he is, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Good. How are you, Brian? I am well, sir. Um, I actually interviewed somebody for the show that's right i forgot to preface this i should have done this before bad host i should have done this before introducing you but ed you know a lot of you have pointed this out on twitter you've pointed this out in the mailbag that ed is often trying to one-up me his mic is louder than mine on the show (laughs) he's getting in the way of their true hero brian beckner that's the only person they want to hear they're really annoyed that ed daily even exists but And yet there he is every week, brought back to co-host. And this week, Ed's done some real one-upsmanship because he went out and interviewed an actual person in entertainment, a real live, successful comedian, Ted Alexandro. Ed, tell us about that. Um, Ted, I saw him probably over a decade ago. He opened for Louis C.K. And he absolutely destroyed and he's he he uh, he works in New York a lot, um, but he's been on Letterman, Conan, Kimmel, uh, Ferguson, all, all the he's all the, every late the, night the, show. the main main stops, and he's a really funny guy. And I think the uh, 
the the main thing for him when he killed, he talked about how it was a Christmas miracle because he once got a blowjob from a girl with a "What would Jesus do?" Uh, wristband. Awesome. I, you and, know what? I've actually I think I've actually seen him do that bit before. <laughs> he was he's like it was bad. I was afraid I was going to have to go. Jesus would use less teeth. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus would cut the balls. And he just destroyed. And he's a great comic. Um, and so we follow each other on Twitter. And I, uh, I kn- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I noticed he uh, he has a new web series coming out. And he's got a Kickstarter for it. And I, I think as you get older, and we've discussed these types of things in our life, you learn that, like, we watched a lot of shit in our childhood. We watched Growing Pains. We watched The Love Boat. We watched a lot of garbage. That's true. Um, because that was just what was given to the us. The A-team. And, yeah, and in this day and age, the great thing is you can you can start to choose what the programming out there, what, what, what it'll be. And um, Kickstarter like this is something that I think is a good idea. He's got a... A new web series called Teachers Lounge, and he has other comics playing different teachers in his school. And his in his Kickstarter page, he talks about how comics don't work during the day, so he kind of put them to work. And he's got Jim Gaffigan and Jim Norton and Louis Louis Black, Janine Garofalo, uh, a ton, uh, David Tell. There's a ton of comics on the show, and. Uh, he has a Kickstarter, and so I asked him if he wanted to talk about it on uh, on our show, and he he did, and we had a little phone interview. I love it. Uh, I'm excited. I th- this show sounds incredible. Um, let's go to that. Let's listen. You you taped this before, so let's yep. let's go to that. Let's listen to Ed Daly with the great comedian Ted Alexander. <laughs> Joining me now is one of the best comics working today, Ted Alexandro. Thanks for coming on the show, Ted. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Um, Ted, I, I read uh, just before that you once opened for Chuck Berry. And yes. What, what, was, what was that pairing? Like, how do, you, how do you get paired up with somebody like Chuck Berry? Somebody makes a very bad mistake. That's how that happened. <laughs> I, I was probably only about seven years into my comedy career. And I had this guy that was booking my road work, and somehow he was like, do you want to open for Chuck Berry? And I was like, of course I would. And it was at this convention of dentists in St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> so they were and, just happy to be out of the house. Yeah, yeah. They weren't there to see me. I don't even know for sure they were there to see Chuck Berry. They were just there for a convention. And uh, But I'll tell you what, Chuck Berry, first of all, was really nice, and him and his wife I remember them to this day as just being so sweet. But then beyond that, he put on a killer show. He was just amazing. And I was uh, I was probably pretty forgettable, I would think, at that point. And, and the crowd is just waiting to see him? Like, I mean, how does no, the comedy just, rock pairing? Just, yeah, it's not even, like, these conventions, you know, like when you're, when you do comedy, especially in the early going, you get all these kinds of weird gigs. I mean, this was a good weird uh, there's plenty of bad weird, but this was a, a good weird where, you, you know, I, I mean, I opened for um, Smokey Robinson. Just, you know, all these, like, legends are always looking for an opener that can kind of just stand in front of an audience to uh, get them used to looking in that direction. Right. 
Um, well, that's pretty cool. Um, I was thinking about your recent stand-up special yesterday in the supermarket because I went on a uh, like a health food buying kick, and I yeah. was throwing broccoli and kale and cucumbers and salad bags in the cart. And then I just I realized you pointed out that uh, you know a big part of that is just the pride in, in letting other people see what you're buying and putting it on the yeah. conveyor belt. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, I you know. I don't know about you, but, I, you know, me as a single guy, it's even worse because I know there's no way I'm going to finish, like, a bag of salad <laughs> or or any, even a stalk of broccoli doesn't stand a chance. So, you know, it's like you say, it's more for the show of, you know, the pride of throwing that on the conveyor belt. But you Sure, know, when you're say, next to the guy, you're next to, a, to the guy with the uh, Oreos and the two-liter bottle of Pepsi, you can... Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, he's... He's at least being honest because I buy those things like after midnight when nobody's around. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the, the reason Ted's on the show today is to promote the Kickstarter campaign for his new web series, Teacher's Lounge. Ted, can you uh, talk a little bit about the show? Yeah. I used to be an elementary school music teacher in New York City when I first got out of college. I had a, uh, a dual major in education and music. So that was my first job. So I've always had this idea to do a show about teachers, you know, a teacher's lounge. So basically, this is a web series where I play the music teacher. My buddy Hollis James, who I co-created the show with, he plays the janitor. And we're always just hanging out in the teacher's lounge. And then other comedians come on playing faculty. So we got Lewis Black as the principal. Judy Gold as the gym teacher. Jim Gaffigan as the nutritionist. Judith Friedlander is the computer science teacher. Todd Barry is the librarian. Jim Norton is the head of security. And it just goes on and on. We have we got so many great people. Janine Garofalo makes the public address announcements. Yeah, that's a great list. Yeah, yeah. So we really we got very lucky. These are just, you know, like my comedian friends that I've been fortunate enough to to know over the years and become friends with. And I just told them we were doing this show and would they be nice enough to uh, to do an episode? And everybody got on board. So we're doing the Kickstarter because uh, we wanted to shoot it professionally and kind of shoot it like, you know, like a television show, despite the fact that, you know, they're each about five minutes long. Uh, there's 10 of them all together. Um, but we're doing a Kickstarter, and we are at about 90% of our goal with just about a day left. Um, so if folks would like to contribute – to Teachers Lounge, to the completion of it. Uh, we're doing editing and post-production now, and our crew all worked uh, for free or for very cheap, so we're just trying to pay our bills and pay our expenses. So if this sounds like a, a show that you would watch and you'd like to contribute to, you can check that out. The Kickstarter is on tedalexandro.com. Sure. The uh, you know, Kickstarter is just a great way to actually dictate what gets made because yeah. you think of when we were kids, we would have to sit down, and I probably watched 50 episodes of, of The Love Boat when I was a kid, and I didn't care whatsoever about any of those people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, and this is uh, this is like a love boat on land, I guess. You know, we just have, like, uh, a bunch of people coming in uh, into a school. And, uh, yeah, like you say, this is a chance. Like, what I like about it is it's a do-it-yourself project, you know. Like, we had pitched this idea – uh, over the years to networks and to Comedy Central and, you know, all the all the places where you would expect to see a show like this. And everybody loved it, 
but nobody would pull the trigger on it. Um, so finally, we just said, you know, let's let's shoot it ourselves and put our, put our resources into it. You know, just ask people to do it, and you know, it's a lot of work, but ultimately, I tell you, it was really one of the coolest things that I've been involved with, and uh, I'm just excited to to launch the show. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, the uh, just the, the actual teachers' lounge as a kid that was one of the most mysterious places on earth. So, like, behind, <laughs> yes. if, if you happen to walk by and you saw the door open, you saw what was going on, it was like, it looked like the outside of a methadone clinic. There was just clouds <laughs> of smoke and, it was like, yeah. a lot of miserable people shuffling around. <laughs> yeah, as someone who has been on the other side of that door, I could tell you that you pretty much nailed it. Uh, <laughs> except for the smoking now, you know, but uh, right. it still has that aura of misery and just, people that don't want to be there or the art teacher uh trying to spout like conspiracy theories in the corner or something like that <laughs> that's right that's right yeah the beauty of the teacher's lounge is that's where like the veil comes off and the mask you know the mask that everybody wears as a teacher because just like comedians teachers have their personas too that's not really the right know, it's not they they yeah yeah so uh the beauty of the teacher's lounge is you know we get to see what's on the, you know, behind that mysterious door, like you say. Um, so th- the best way to, to get to this is probably tedalexandro.com or? Yeah, yeah, that's the easiest way. It's, it's, on, it's on my website. And uh, like I say, we're, we're at about 90% of our goal. So we're just trying to make that last push to, uh, to get over the top. But, yeah, the, the series will be deb- debuting uh, Thursday the 26th. We're going to start it. Uh, the day that the Kickstarter ends, we're going to roll out the very first episode with Jim Gaffigan. Oh, that's great. Um, okay, well, we will uh, we will put the link on our uh, on the podcast, and we will uh, publicize it. And you know, it's it's a great cause. Like I said, it, you know, this is how you support things that you actually want to see, rather than just let networks decide what you what you should be watching. Um, yeah, yeah, like you say, it is it is it's a labor of love, and all the people involved did it either for free or for really cheap, uh, and it's not a big budget thing. It just came directly from us. You know, we wrote it, we put it together, we cast it, we rented the school, uh, we rented all the equipment. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So we're just asking folks, if, you know, if they're uh, able and if they're willing to uh, to throw a few dollars to help the completion of the project. Uh, okay, one, one last question, Ted, just something that will give our listeners a better idea of who you are. Yeah. Um, in the in this in your stand up specials you've talked about being a viewer of porn like every guy on the planet. So I was wondering what your go to genre is. Um I'm really like a uh, spin the wheel kind of guy, you know, like whatever whatever I'm in the mood for that particular day. Um Yeah, yeah me you know, too. I you know, I yeah, I don't I don't necessarily have a go to, but um I guess you know, like ultimately just kind of boring things like the, the lady that you run into at the supermarket, you know, just things that might actually happen. If there's, <laughs> right. en- if there's enough of a possibility, that, that kind of uh, – that's enough to get me over the hump. Sure. Well, my my problem is I, I usually just go for the highest rated one of the day, whatever pops up. But the problem is then I it bones me out thinking about who's actually rating porn yeah. on you porn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're, you're kind of putting your fate in the hands of – probably people with no jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, anyway, Ted, thanks a lot for coming on the show, and uh, really everybody should support it. It's, it's a great it's a great lineup of comics that'll be on the show, and uh, looks like a good project. So everybody, before was it Thursday at noon is the uh, is the deadline? That's right. Yep. And then uh, the very first one will come out then, so people can uh, can see the Kickstarter and the episodes uh, on tedalexandro.com. All right. Thanks a lot, Tyke. Thank you, Ed. Outstanding, Ed. Excellent. Wow, look at you. You're like a real live reporter guy. Like you're really yeah. you're like a host. Like you I, I put on like a tweed hat and I I chased down my story. I was I was like an old-timey reporter. Yeah, that that was excellent. Great job. I I feel like I should be worried. I feel like the listeners are right that you are out to get my job, to take my spot as the the leader the the baller in chief here at theballerlifestyle.com. But one more time, give us Ted Alexandro's Twitter. Give us his where where can people go to donate to the Kickstarter? The the the, the best way is tedalexandro.com, uh, spelled as it sounds a l e x a l e x a n d r o. tedalexandro.com, and he's got a little video and a link to the Kickstarter, and it closes. Uh, thursday at noon so uh this will this will post wednesday night so uh anyone who's listening to this uh every bit helps he's they're about 90 percent 90 something percent towards their goals so they just need something to put them over the edge and he said it's it's a lot of um people in the editing process that have uh foregone some of their fees uh to to get this done and then the first episode for teacher's lounge will post uh, I, I believe Thursday night, the, the 26th. So it's going to have feature Jim Gaffigan as the school's nutrition teacher. Outstanding. Uh, I, well, I'll definitely make a donation. And absolutely, there's such a dearth of quality entertainment. Let's all go and support something that's actually good. And I, I'm definitely going to do that. Great job, Ed. Absolutely. Um, what what have you been up to, Brian? Um, yeah, same old. Nothing, nothing too exciting. You know, the, things have been a little more... Regular, a little less lonely around here, Ed. A little more more regular. Things are happening regularly. That kind of things you want to have happen or happen often, and and that's yeah, that that I enjoy. That's that's about it. Uh, What is going on? Tell me. Let's get. Well, I haven't even previewed the topics. Uh, We should get to that today on the show. We're talking about Hope Solo. I, I assume people have heard about this. Hope Solo is, uh, she might be the public enemy number one. She might be the most dangerous person on earth because if you get in her way, she will fuck you up. And she did that to her nephew. She beat his ass and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Vince Neal, Ed, remember Vince Neal? (laughs) Sadly, yes. Yes, he's very puffy. Uh, I believe he lives in Vegas, Motley Crue, or have like signed some document that they're going to tour for the last time. I actually might have to go see that. Um, but he's with the end of Motley Crue. Vince Neil is on to a new sporting endeavor, and we'll talk about that. And the World Cup's going on. 
And what would the World Cup be without blatant homophobia? Something we will also discuss in the sports section. Um, Non-sports stories today. I, I like these infographics. I like looking at how things are spread out throughout the country, who's doing what, and there's some good... And how we stack up, how we stack up. It's fun. Where, yeah, where do we measure up? We ha- we did one with penis size at one point. I can't remember who... It was like Mississippi or something. No. Who had the biggest penis? Oh, it was North Dakota. Mountain, Mountain men. Yeah. No, it's the plains, dude. It's flat. What, what else are they going to do? Argo, dude. There's no mountains. Uh, yeah, what else are they going to do? Um... Yeah, so there's there was another Washington Post had a bunch of infographics on what how average Americans spend their time, and we're gonna we're gonna read and react to that. Uh, and then also, I feel like this happens to everybody. You're out on your boat, you're cruising around, you decide, hey, let's have let's all get drunk and have three way sex, and just leave the boat running and run into a dock. You know, it could happen to anybody. What are the odds? What happened to some guy in Ed's home state in New Jersey or New York? One of the two. What's the difference? Uh, And we will discuss that at length, I'm sure. And, of course, last segment of the show. Well, after I should preview how fucking old is this guy because it's the new hot segment on the show. Ed and I. Sweeping the nation. It really is. Sweeping the nation. It's along with the Baller Lifestyle drinking game. How fucking old is this guy? Ed and I both bring our own celebrity, somebody from your childhood, somebody from your youth, somebody that you remember as being very fucking old. Turns out they're even fucking older today, and we try to guess how fucking old this guy is, and that will be right before everybody's favorite segment of the program. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Pop, our own bachelor, baller lifestyle reporter, ballerlifestyle.com, pop culture reporter, Bachelorette reporter, Fancy Sauce will be here to review a bunch of stories in the celebrity world, stuff that Ed and I don't know about that we'll have to be informed about. And, of course, we'll discuss Ed's favorite show, The Bachelorette. I think she's down to five or six bachelors. Another guy went home last night or this week, and uh, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss where we think Andy Dorfman is going in her bachelor dumb. Also, she's quit her job as a DA. She's all in on bachelordom. I'll, I'll give you a hint, Ed. One of my favorites left this week. One guy I was hoping to go a long way. Went a lot farther than I thought he would, but he went home this week, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, it was a tough one. Tough day for me. Uh, We're all Ed, broken up. Ed, let's talk sports. This is a fucking sports talk show. Uh, yeah, let's... let's here, we here we go. What's happening in the world of sports? U.S. women's soccer goalie Hope Solo was arrested this weekend for domestic violence. Apparently angered by missing a flight, Solo arrived at her sister's house and began verbally abusing her 17-year-old nephew. Her her nephew claims he called for his mom and she called him a pussy. The boy then told her to get her cunt face out of his house. Then Solo went batty and began grabbing... And going old-fashioned and boxing his ears. Well, uh, the, the nephew. Wait, hang on. The nephew pulled a gun to make her stop, and it didn't. It didn't work. She kept. She kept pounding him. Brian, what are the odds that Solo quote had been drinking? Uh, one hundred percent chance she was drinking. Of course, off the board. Yeah, off the board. You can't, you can't get a bet on that one. Um, Hope Solo not acting as a peacemaker, obviously. 
Um, but let's be honest. Like when she called that kid a pussy, that kid is a fucking pussy. Right. Like you're 17. You're basically a full grown kid. Your aunt is talking a little shit. You run and tell your mom. Like, I realize your aunt is Hope Solo and she's the baddest man on the planet. But at the same time, like, don't run and tell mommy. And I also, you know, alcohol was involved because the, the, her whole beef was the whole reason she was there at her, her sister, half sister's house is that her husband wouldn't take her to the airport. But rather than call a taxi or super shuttle, she just got hammered and went to a party. Like, wasn't she expected somewhere? Like, if I call you, Ed, give me a ride to the airport, and you're like, nah, man, I'm busy. I don't just, like, not go. I find another way to the airport. Like, just not – if someone doesn't give you a ride, you're expected yeah. somewhere, I assume. You you go, you get shit-faced, and then try to bash their eardrums in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the and normal alternative. I don't know a lot about Solo, but I do remember because it was – it made headlines – she used to date the former Seahawk tight end Jeremy Stevens. She's married. One she's of, married. One of, oh, she's married to him, and he was one of the all-time NFL goons, like a huge, huge rap sheet. He he did. Yeah, he was accused of sexual assault. I believe he did all sort. Like he was a lot of battery. Like I think he beat some people up in college. He was, he was one of those guys that was still kind of good, and but didn't get signed. No one would have him on their team, and you know you are a real because there's murderers on NFL teams, right? Right, right. right. Murderers, murderers were were, were given a fond farewell with the Ravens Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, and it, also, it's kind of weird. Yeah, go. the way she she's one of those people that when when you see certain shots of her, she looks kind of attractive, and then you realize she she has the build of Patrick Willis, right? <laughs> Like, she's she's enormous. Like, I saw her on a talk show, whether it was Conan or Letterman, and she was wearing, like, a real tight outfit, and she's, I guess, she, she's got a, a attractive enough face, and then you see her next to, like, grown men, and it's scary. Yeah, she's a big dude. She, well, she's the goalie. Do you think when she was boxing his ears, she had those big Mickey Mouse gloves on that they wear? <laughs> Like, how much do those things help? Do your gloves really need to be big and wide? Does does that really help block shots? And I I mean, they don't. These goalies don't seem to be. Every highlight I've seen, the goalies don't seem to really be a factor. It's just if they can aim. Like you don't see too many stops, so they they might as well wear like those uh, those joke uh, those joke uh, Hulk fists. Those like giant things. Like it doesn't really matter. They don't seem to grab the ball. They might as well just try to punch at it with giant fists. Yeah, they just block it. And I think we're missing a bigger point here, or this is a good time to discuss something bigger. Ed, we as a nation neglect to remember that Washington State is basically Florida North. Like, we think that because it has Seattle, it's just all gastropubs and intellectuals and everybody's reading books in the park when really everything outside the King County line is pretty much winner's bone. (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, Seattle is such a good town that it just skews everything. It totally does. And meanwhile, Hope Solo was probably the only the fourth or fifth domestic violence on that street that night. Involving, involving six foot eight women. Right, exactly. And yes, 
her 17-year-old nephew is a big pussy. I mean, I do yeah. like that he brought out the gun and she con- she continued to just beat his ass. <laughs> she just fucking boxed his ears. There's a picture of him in in the link you sent me. There's a picture of him with just l- like literal bleeding eardrums. He he looks like one of those uh, armored car drivers in heat when they when they bash their eardrums in. Right. And I love that I love that uh, he w- they had only recently allowed Hope Solo back around the family. <laughs> so she's obviously done things before, and then she comes back around, right. shows up wasted, and beats the kid's ass. <laughs> they wheel her around like Hannibal Lecter, and they're like, okay, I think she's okay to be out of her cage now. And sure enough, that fucking... I, if you know this, if you know what, what you have in store, there's no reason why that, that uh, they shouldn't have a safe room in the house. If you're related to Hope Solo... You have a safe room like that. Yeah, that at, at panic room. Where they like lock, panic room, not the safe room. Panic room. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's basically she's like the mountain on Game of Thrones. Like you need somebody's <laughs> ass beat or killed. Or like, hey, call Hope Solo. Get Hope Solo into her armor because she's she's got some killing to do. Right, and her her husband or ex husband. The amount of time he spent in the pokey, like he probably taught taught her a lot of cruel tricks. Stuff that he learned in the yard. So yeah, definitely. Well, that's right. that's how she sharpens her game. It's probably like their house is a lot like uh, the Pink Panther. Like whoever comes home, the other person tries to kill you as you walk in the door, and it, that that's how they sharpen their skills. Is just right. trying to kill each other every day. Right. Hey, kids. Auntie Hope's having a sleepover tonight. Make sure you put away your toothbrushes so she doesn't file them down into weapons. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll have to keep an eye on how that because she's been charged. Like, I, I don't think she made bail. Like, this is pretty. <laughs> nah, nah, she's in she's in deep shit. But at the same time, uh, I think we should just recap. And her her seventeen year old nephew is a pussy. That's that's on record. He is a pussy, and I'm looking forward to Hope Solo going bad boys with a couple of soda cans <laughs> in a pillowcase and just fucking up everybody in whatever jail she gets sent to. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, next. Yes. Uh next story. Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil recently got the go ahead by the Arena Football League to kickstart a new franchise in Neil's hometown, Big Shocker, Las Vegas. Neil will join fellow rockers Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley in the Arena League. Uh Brian, your thoughts. Uh well, I I'll be honest. I was pretty shocked to find out that Vince Neil didn't already own an Arena League football team. <laughs> Seems and didn't Bon Jovi own a team too? Right. There, there's the LA Kiss which play here in Anaheim. LA Kiss. I, it's surprising that Simmons and Stanley would whore themselves out like that. It's Kiss branded <laughs> and I they they like debuted them at a duck they play where the Ducks play at the pond or it's called the Toy uh. Box now I think and they they and made the announcement at a Ducks game that I was at, and I was sort of seated near the box where Gene Simmons was posted up, and it, that that Brillo hair thing. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it looks, looks like, like that spray-on spray hair. Yeah, it's it's like matted and sprayed, and it looks... GLH formula. Great-looking hair. It looks so fucking weird. <laughs> uh, but I honestly... His hair his hair kind of resembles Joni in the latter years of Happy Days. That's a great, great call. Yeah, that's that's definitely what Cy Sperling modeled the mold after, for sure. 
but I seriously thought all Arena League teams were owned by aging glam rockers. Like, I know New Jersey's favorite son, John Bongiovi, owns the Philly squad. And I feel like Kip Winger owns a team and Rats probably invested somewhere. And for sure, <laughs> White Snake's hoping to score an expansion franchise soon. And is there anything, like, more synergistic? I guess Vince Neal owned the Jacksonville franchise and is moving it to LA or he's moving he's he was involved somehow in the Jacksonville franchise and of course there's a Jacksonville Arena League team like the Jacksonville Jaguars can't get anybody to go to their games and I'm sure the Jacksonville Arena League games are fucking standing room only there's trucks outside tailgating like Arena League works and it definitely works with aging 80s hair metal guys running the show for sure now, I do love Arena League for that sole purpose of you're at a bar at, like, midnight. And it's on. And, and it's on. And it's always on at, like, midnight. Like, I don't know when these guys are playing games. It'll be it'll be Friday in February at midnight, and there'll be an Arena League game on. And that's that's the beauty of it. It's the strongman competition or... Or arena. That's that's what it's good for. Yeah, it, it, it is great for that. They use a white ball. Yeah, it's weird. There are, there are guys going in full speed, like from 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage towards the line of scrimmage. It's, it's very confusing, but I, you usually see some hits and you see touchdowns. Um, but I wonder, is this more... And you know I'm not a big reality guy. Aside from, like, Hard Knocks. But I remember once upon a time, and it had to be over ten years ago, um, the last reality show I think I watched with my wife was some sort of house with, like, has-been celebrities. And Vince Neil was, like, sharing a bunk with MC Hammer and Emmanuel Lewis. So I wonder, like, how much money could he have? You don't do that unless you're flat broke. Yeah. And And then, is is this more of uh, an endorsement of the the touring power of Motley Crue these days, or is it just an indictment of Arena Football League? It's tough. That's tough, because you, you figure he's got a lot of dough, although maybe he sent it, he spent it all on face-puffing cream. If, just, if you're sharing a bunk with MC Hammer and Webster, you can't have that much dough, or you can't be good with money, certainly. No, that's true, because I know what those shows pay, and it's like it's like two weeks work or something, and it's like ten grand. Like it's not that's not that's not like like that's real money, but that's not real money to a guy like Vince to Dillard. own a franchise. Yeah, yeah. but he, but he, you know, maybe he's bored. Maybe he, you know, maybe that was like his own rehab, you know, because he's got a problem with the sauce. Apparently, I mean, he did kill some guy in his car once. It's just like the literal definition of a, and he, and he's had DUIs since then. So he's got the literal definition of a problem with the sauce. So maybe, maybe going on the surreal life was a way to, you know, dry out for a couple of weeks. And how much longer is he going to go with the Prince Valiant haircut? Yeah, he's, he's really holding on to the, the days when he was looking real sexy in, in the eighties. And now he's just fat bloated. He really looks like shit. I think he had a TV show at one point, another reality show where he got like his face all like he got face surgery and liposuction and all sorts of shit. So, uh, didn't work. Didn't work. (laughs) Definitely. He's definitely not, he's lived hard and it's clear. And what, what, what could be the names? I mean, think of how unsubtle Motley Crue was like the names of that franchise are going to be horrible. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's the gonna, vagus venereal disease. Yeah, the gaping the... vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's they're definitely way over the top. I can't I can't wait to see the team take the field. All right, let's let's take it to the gayest sport on earth, soccer, the World Cup. Uh, Mexico coach Michael Herrera has defended World Cup Mexican World Cup fans chanting an alleged gay slur, which is under investigation by the sports international governing body. Uh, the slur "puto" was chanted by Mexico's supporters during goal kicks by the opposing team's goalkeeper. The word is slang for "fag" or "man whore" or "coward," and uh, the coach the coach defended it, said it was no big deal. Of course. Not. Um, but before we get into the coach's stance, Brian, did you look at the picture of Mexico's coach and his ha- his hairstyle? Yeah, are we talking about his hair. <laughs> Apparently, some guys have taken the Frank Pontarello look a little serious. Well, he's got a center part, which anybody that listens to Travis Rogers' show knows is that is the that the Sports Illustrated NFL football writer Don Banks is the proprietor of the center part. Like no one else is allowed to have a center part unless they check with Don Banks. But Miguel Herrera for sure has a center part, which is an odd look. In this day and age, it looks like he looks like Ponch. Yeah, he do, he looks a little like Ponch, and of course he doesn't care that they're counting gay slurs. He's just happy that there's enough Mexicans that haven't been murdered by the narcotraficantes that there's still people there to chant for the team. Like he he can't afford to alienate anyone that he has, no matter what they're saying. They could be committing you know animal sacrifice in the stands. As long as they show up, there's so few people that haven't been murdered in Mexico anymore. Right. The, the amount of heads that are left in Mexico is very, very small. Right, right. Very few heads. Uh, when, yeah. you do a, when you do a head count in Mexico, it's literal. Yeah, yeah it's actual heads. <laughs> we did a head count. We're going to count actual heads. Yeah, I don't I'm, – I'm sort of like I, I'm really – I hadn't heard of the Mexicoach before, but now I'm into this guy. He's got sweet hair and, uh, you know, he's doing the best he can. He coaches Mexico, Who, who's moved on to the knockout round, I understand. I, I believe they're playing the Netherlands, Holland. No, oh, the, the Dutch. Yeah, the Dutch the, with their finger the, in the dike. Uh, okay. Excellent, excellent sports stories this week, Ed. Great interview with the great Ted Alexandro. I encourage everyone to contribute to his Kickstarter campaign. Let's talk a few non-sports things, Ed. Ed, I know you had a chance to look at this this infographic from the Washington Post that has that that, that ranks the states by the average time they spend doing things. And let's let's get into a couple, and I'll, I'll have you guess. Okay. Okay. The average daily sleep. Who, which state sleeps a re- robust nine hours and eight minutes a night on average? I think most of my guesses are going to be the same. The same states for for everything. I think the Dakotas. I I, I don't know anyone who's even. I, I I don't even know if I've met somebody who's been to Mount Rushmore. I don't know anyone who's been there or knows anything about except for Chuck Klosterman. And so I'm guessing they just they have nothing to do. There's no sports teams, there's no real cities. I imagine they just sleep. Uh the thing is Ed, that North Dakota, like I feel like they're fracking and they're fucking mining oil and there's there's like 
shit that they're doing. But I do, I, I'll tell you this, this, this is a, this is a colored map. North Dakota is actually, they're, they're one of the least sleepingest states that there is. The average Mississippi resident gets 40 mm. minutes more sleep per day than the average resident of Wisconsin, which gets the least sleep. I feel like well, this Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I get they they, they they're milking cows. cows, right? They're busy. They're, they're making cheese. They're uh, checking on Packers minicamp. They're the <laughs> they're the last farmers and they're the last people to ride bikes to minicamp. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, okay. Average daily time spent grooming. Ed, which state would you guess spends the most time grooming themselves? Well, I would have to think of where the most fancy people live, and I would probably guess either... Well, I would guess California. California, I would also figure to be near the top, but it's actually the southern states, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and South Carolina leading the pack of grooming. I think those states are pro- probably have a severe barbell because you've got the southern southern bells who probably spend three and a half hours making themselves just right, and then you have the Uncle Cletus who's wearing overalls with no shirt underneath, who spends exactly four minutes, uh, no, what forty seconds grooming for the day you also have the proliferation of bama bangs so you have a lot of bros like frat house bros with the, oh, with the blow dryer nice. out getting their hair just right they're using some aquanet that takes some time that's true they all have that lego man haircut they absolutely do okay yeah, uh, this one's kind of boring let's skip ahead time sp- oh, how about this one average daily time spent working who works the most on average? And it's a very low number, by the way. I think most of us, I thought everybody worked more than the most worked average here. Well, the problem the problem with the these stats are when we were guessing California before, California is an enormous state. So you have, you just have people bringing down the average. And same goes for New York. I would guess New Yorkers work a ton, but I, when I say New Yorkers, I'm thinking about New York City, but upstate New York, that might as well be Alabama. Um, I'm going to say, I'll take a state like Delaware, because it's small and there's probably a, a good core of people that have, have normal hours. Continuing your streak... Of being dead wrong about everything, Ed. The average employed North Dakotan reports spending wow. eight hours and sixteen minutes at work each day. This is, but, but I guess what else can they do? And and I was right. This is probably related to the state's back and shale boom and the influx of petroleum industry jobs. They're all out there fracking, Ed. It's fracking. They're fracking. They're killing, killing their animals. They're, They're doing, doing what they have to do. You know who's fucking lazy? Maine. On the flip side, Maine's low reported working time, six hours and 54 yeah. minutes. <laughs> but isn't that called the land of vacation or something? Yeah, I don't know. It's way up at the top. No one's ever even been there. Uh, yeah, seasonal and temporary jobs in Maine, vacation land. You got it, Ed. Uh, Wait, I, I, I want to put in a guess. I want to call back. 
the my guess for the least groomed state, I'm going to say is a state in in New England. I'm going to say it's either Vermont or New Hampshire because those people definitely don't groom much. Vermont's 28 daily minutes of grooming is a full 10 minutes fewer than the 50 state average. Excellent, Ged. Yeah, Vermonters, terrible groomers, very gross people. Uh, right. Bob Newhart and his was he in Vermont or New Hampshire? Same difference. I think it was Vermont. One goes down, one goes up. Nobody knows the difference between the two. Also, they're near Maine, where no one works apparently. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's do a couple more of these. Average daily time spent on religious activities. Ed, who, what part of the country do you think might spend the <laughs> high av- the high end, seventeen minutes per day? I can tell you Whoa. right now, I have not spent seventeen minutes in my life on religious activities. <laughs> seventeen oh. minutes per day. What part of the country do you think might might do that, Ed? I'm gonna I'm gonna go go on a, a whim here. I'm gonna say the Bible Belt. And I'm going to say the su- southeastern United States. Right. The su- it's right. That's right, Ed. Southerners are more likely to say religion is very important to their lives than people from any other region. So it's no surprise that they report spending more time on religious activities. Utah, with its large Mormon population, also stands out. All that time, they're not given hand jobs. They have time to go pray uh. on the trap. Or Ed, whatever your name is. Uh, Sister, Sister wives. wives. Right. Oh, Ed, this one's near and dear to you. Average daily time spent watching television, three hours and 38 minutes. Who tops out the list? What state, Ed? I'm going to say, I'm going to say that the same terrible states like Mississippi, I'm going to say Mississippi, would be uh, a bunch of people that don't work and watch a lot of TV. Uh, you're pretty close. It's among the top, but it's not. It's at the top of the list, but it doesn't lead the pack because West Virginians spend about 90 more minutes a day glued to the tube than the low-end Utah. Uh, West Virginia, I feel like they're still watching tube TVs. I feel like there's a lot of houses that don't have TVs there. That comes as a shock to me, Ed, West Virginia. I, I bet there's still a high percentage of outhouses in that state. Absolutely. And, 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 and West, West, West Virginia is, is really underrated in its terribleness because the states like Mississippi and Alabama, they do have southern bells. West Virginia has none of that. They have dudes with neck beards. That's what they got. Yeah, it is, it's a scary, scary place. The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia is a documentary you should watch because... <laughs> scary. It's a very, very scary, scary place. And one more, Ed, and this one I know is near and dear to you. Average daily time spent, quote, thinking and relaxing. I don't know <laughs> if they count taking a shit in this, but it's 30 minutes... Ed, who relaxes the most in the United States of America? Well, it's going to have to be the people that sleep the most, right? <laughs> right? The people who sleep, the Southerners, they sleep, they can't think. I, I'm going to say I'll go with Alabama on this one. Very, very close. It's just two states away. Louisiana, among the Southern states, <sighs> spends the most time. Thinking and relaxing. Uh, I 
feel like that's mostly because they're all drunk, but I don't know exactly. But yeah, the, in general, the South, a lot more relaxing than the rest of the country. Very, very uh, consistent. All of those states leading the pack. Uh, that's a great, great segment we just did there, Ed. I really yeah. enjoyed uh, I enjoyed learning stuff like that. Yeah, we, we pretty much just broke down the entire country yeah. for everybody. Yeah, we did. We sorted it out, and our guesses were like spot on. Congrats, Congrats to us. us. Yeah, good job. Um, I say we skip that. We could always catch up later with the threesome boat crash. Let's right. just say a dude was out running his boat. He got wasted. Uh, didn't didn't drop, drop anchor. He didn't. He just left the boat running and hey. went down below to go down below to get balone. Nice job. Yeah, yeah Google the story. <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, Google the story and take a look at this guy and imagine what the quality of girl that he picked up on his boat at 3 a.m. Well, they show him getting released, and one of them was just a straight-up oh. pig. So I can't imagine what the I can't imagine that the other one was Miss USA. Uh, but good for him. Disgusting. Like every guy's dream, he got to sex two broads at once. No, 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 no. It was him and his buddy drinking Budweiser. Oh, it was two dudes. Yeah. It was him and his buddy drinking Budweiser's, and they found a girl walking the docks at, like, midnight or 3 a.m. So, Google the story, everybody. You're going to see some really terrible-looking people. Threesome boat crash. My favorite story of the week. Ed, it's time for... Let's get to this. This This really excites me. This is my favorite segment to do. Of course, I'll explain it one more time. Ed and I got in this discussion. I think it started with Casey Kasem. Was it Casey Kasem? Uh, Conrad Bain. Conrad Bain. That's right. Conrad Bain died at in 2012. He was only like 83 years old, which we thought was insane because he looked 79 years old in 1983. We just could not believe it how fucking old this guy was. And so we've, we've made it a segment here on the show. Each of us brings... Out a celebrity, someone that we haven't thought about in a while or haven't considered their age, and we review, we try to guess how fucking old is this guy? Ed, I'll give it to you. The floor is yours. Who did you bring this week? Well, we've been doing a lot of guys from our youth, and I thought I would I would try to go with somebody more uh, that's still relevant, unfortunately, right now. A man who's Kicked out probably, and no overestimation, he's probably kicked out 30 movies in the last decade. This man's name is Tyler Perry. Well, Tyler Perry. Ed, first of all, this is cheating because black don't crack. (laughs) Everyone knows that. I have no no frame of reference for Tyler Perry. I'm only tangentially aware of who he is. I know he makes movies that look absolutely terrible. I know Oprah loves him. Yeah, he's he he dresses in drag and really just he 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 brings back he he's he's terrible. He's he's, he's he makes, it's like minstrel shows. He, They're yes, terrible. It's awful. He makes tons of money. He even put himself in a movie where he was like an action hero at some point. I don't he played like, he played Alex Cross right. in one of those uh, James Patterson movies. That's exactly right. Um I don't know anything about Tyler Perry other than he sucks. He's a gay man, right? Um, I think he's one of those confirmed bachelors. Right. Okay. Well, he seems like he's a gay man. 
I'm going to guess he's been around a while, maybe like 15 years. Maybe he got to start a little bit later. I don't know. I'm going to guess that Tyler Perry is 57 years old. He's, he's 44. What? <laughs> I skewed the other way. This, this is a guy who's been making movies for like a decade that means when he was 34 years old, they're just giving green lights galore on Medea. Oh, my God. This guy clearly made a deal with the devil. I had no idea. I thought I was guessing young. I thought he he could be put hanging a, a sace numeral on there. <laughs> Only 44. That's a young man. I feel like we could have yeah. a published age. You know how guys that are real fancy are real, um, they're real sort of precious about their age? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be one of those situations, like he's hit 50, but he's black don't crack, so he's, he's skewing a little bit younger. But I'm very surprised to see that he's 44. Okay, you ready for mine? All right, let's go for it. This guy has been around our entire lives. He's had a sort of a renaissance lately with his role on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was on Taxi in the 1970s. I thought he was at least 55 years old at that point, and yet he sort of continued on to look about the same age the entire time. I have, he's pulled it. He's, he's pulled a Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. He really has. He started off looking very old and then never really changed. I had no idea how old this guy was when somebody suggested that I use him in this segment on Twitter. I had to look it up. Ed, of course, I'm talking about the great character actor, great comedic actor. Danny DeVito, he's five feet tall, he's married to Rhea. How fucking old is Danny DeVito, Ed? Hmm. Well, I do remember a little trivia that he was buddies, like roommates with Michael Douglas back in the day. That is true. That's exactly right. Is he not and from your home? Douglas, he is. Oh, he, he was just recently elected into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Wow. Which, Which he deserves it. A little too late. He's had, he's, he's had, had yeah, yeah, he got elected like last year. That guy has had a fucking great career. That's bullshit. And he's the man. He, he was in Cuckoo's Nest, which had to be about 70 or late, late 60s. He was, and he was looking a little haggard there, but like he could have just been a guy who just lost his hair and he, I think it's always a bad look when you have the really long side hair. That's, that's a problem, especially because he gets out the, a lot of that Kiwi shoe polish and polishes right, it up. Right. He really goes jet black. You might get jet black Krylon spray paint to get that color, but it's a and, bad And never, never, never had a good physique. No. So. <laughs> oh, no. He's around. He's an <laughs> apple. Right. Yeah, and he was wearing, like, tidy whiteies. He was wearing grippers. I'm, I'm going to say in Cuckoo's Nest, let's say it was 70, let's say it was, no, let's say it was 69 or so, 25, or, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 45 years ago, uh, I will say he's, that was 30 years ago, he's seven, no, he's at least 75 years, 75 years old, I'll say he is. Danny DeVito, born November 17th. 1944 in Neptune City, New Jersey, age 69. Looking spry wow. for 60. You know, I seriously, when somebody brought that up, I thought, like, if you told me he was 69 in 1989, I totally would have believed you. 
Uh, still hanging in there. Right. Still Taxi, he was for sure in his late 40s. Yes. For sure. Yes, but that would have made him like in 1970. That would have made him like 30. 80s. Yeah. yeah. That's, he, that's true. No, he, that's was in, true. no he was in his late 20s when he's playing Louis De Palma. Late 20s, early 30s. So that's, <laughs> oh, my God. He needed sleep. He looked terrible. <laughs> he did. There's something to be said for that, just getting old real early. But he, but like you said, he he has aged wonderfully compared to how he was in Taxi and Cuckoo's Nest. I I I, I guess I would trade for that because if somebody told me I'd look the same now as I do when I'm uh, what is he sixty nine, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. If you said right, right now, now you you could look the same when you're sixty nine, pretty, pretty good. good. I don't think Unfortunately, so. when he was in his twenties, he looked like dog shit. He looked absolutely terrible uh, as Louis De Palma, De Palma on Taxi. Uh, okay, excellent segment. Excellent show so far. Uh, great job, Ed. A lot of stuff happening here on the show. Baller Lifestyle Podcast, BallerLifestyle.com. And joining us now, this is a segment I look forward to. This is sure, a, everybody this, does. Everybody does. This is the part, this is where we get the female perspective, Ed. Like, this is, this, we're not like you and I. Let's be honest. We have a lot of testosterone. We're maybe, maybe too, too much. much. Yeah, we're probably like off the scale with testosterone. We're probably a little overly macho for our <laughs> listening audience. They're probably like, "Hey, these guys are guys, fucking guys." I could use a female perspective. I could use a little update on reality television, on what's happening on the Enquirer, on what's happening on Radar Online, TMZ, Us Weekly, all the gossip, all the celebrity news. And of course, we bring that to you here with our own Bachelor et correspondent, pop culture correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? I'm good. Hey, guys. Hey, Fancy. Hey. Hey, hey Ed. How's it going? I'm good. Uh, what's Kate? So good to have you in studio. We went good to be so here. long. I mean, it was it was. I know you kept me waiting. It was. We went. I had to pour myself a glass of wine. Yeah. No. No. I don't. I don't mean today. I don't mean this <laughs> show. Oh, I mean, about? I m- meant the more than 100 days you were out of the country oh, on location, yeah. working your other job, mm-hmm. working, drumming up the stories for. Fancy pop from a from a tropical locale. That's right. Good to have you back in studio, taking care of business here <laughs> at Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters. Tell us, Fancy. Tell us, Kate. What is happening in the world of pop culture? I'm going to lead with my main story because I really want to get to talking about it. The Bachelorette. No. Oh. Um, no, my main story is um, Hank Basket who uh, was the former wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Eagles. Philadelphia right. Eagles and Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Um, but I believe the Vikings was the last team he played for. He might have had a cup of coffee. Hank Basquette, for those who don't know, he was a tangential player in the NFL. I think he might have returned kicks a couple times. I don't know. He barely had a cup of coffee. He was not in the league very long. He was definitely not a starting wide receiver ever. But what he was is a guy that took Hugh Hefner's saggy balls, sloppy seconds, and 
put a ring on it, he married one of Hugh Hefner's he girlfriends. Did. Kendra, Is that Kendra Wilkinson, who was one of the stars of Girls Next Door. That is a, that show escaped me because I thought all of those chicks were ugly, and that's she I'm was not, the fuggest of I'm them. I'm not all. trying to be a misogynist here or a chauvinist. Do you remember? But I did do you remember not that find show? Her she was one of the three girls that lived at the Playboy Mansion with Head Hef for I don't know, like three years or something, and they made a reality show about these three girls living at the mansion. I, I, I honestly tell you, I, I didn't know that show existed, but right. But I've known that Hef has had his harem, and they all look the same. Right. She, I assume she's just blonde and fake-looking. Yeah, kinda. they all look the same. Fake okay. tits, blonde, tan. But these these girls were not. They were nothing really to look at, I don't think. Yeah, but Kendra, I wasn't judging Kendra, I think the popular opinion, and I'm sorry, Kendra, but you were the least attractive. Yeah, agreed. I didn't it's realize... Not to harp on people's looks, it's not important. Right. Except when that's how you're making your living. Yeah, when your when your looks are what you trade on, you people get to judge you based on your looks. I didn't realize that in post Playboy life, she had a TV show, she and apparently a, she got a spinoff. Yeah, apparently NFL scrub Hank Basket is also a, a character on this show. He's a star. They had they had Kendra, and then um, since 2012, they have another show called Kendra on Top. Wow. Interesting uh, euphemistic <laughs> title there. Well, tell me, I don't, I haven't kept up on Hank Basket. I don't know what he's been doing post-NFL. Let, let me tell you. My guess is that he's bought a couple Pioneer Chicken franchises, maybe a Jack in the Box. A lot of these guys get into fast food franchise ownership. Does he, own, so. does he own a Subway? Maybe he's working with kids, boys and girls clubs. Tell me, what is going on? What good works is Hank Basquette doing these days? Just days before they were set to celebrate their five-year anniversary, the couple's marriage was rocked by an exclusive report of claims he had hooked up with a transsexual. Whoa. Ed. And she appears to be oh, whoa, she of the Asian persuasion. Whoa, well, I'm looking. I'm looking at this Are you picture. At the picture. Aren't all transsexuals Asian? She looks like she's had some face work done too. Well, Am she, I wrong? She, she looks like she's not. She there's no gray area, right? About I mean, I'm I'm fine with her being a transsexual. Yeah, right. Because but you're saying she looks I like also, a man. I'm also fine with knowing that there's no person on earth who doesn't know she's a transsexual no. right, right. <laughs> I don't think she's out to fool anybody anyway so apparently she has like a YouTube channel and she has some sexy YouTube videos and apparently Hank was perusing these videos and they started chatting online and then they took that to the telephone um, and then eventually he decided to go over to her place her luxury condo in LA and they had a rendezvous. I mean, Ed, who among us hasn't spent some time, you know, it gets late in the evening. You're a little bored. You've already watched sports center all the way through twice. Do I, do I want to hear this? You're sipping a, a bit of scotch on the couch. You're like, should I go to bed or should I, Look at transsexual YouTube channels. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have a hankering for some Adam's hankering. apple porn Good right one. now. So, <laughs> so you know, maybe they met. Maybe he wanted to reach out to her. Maybe he wanted to minister to her to help her 
find her way to sort out her feelings, her gender identity issues. Maybe Hank Basket was just Told her to cry on. Yeah, was just trying to help her out. That was the case, right, Kate? Yeah, definitely not. Her name whoa, is whoa. Ava Sabria, Sabrina London. Wow, that's the name she gave herself. Sounds a little yeah, sounds a little fake. I feel like <laughs> she just went to the park and waited for three white moms to call out their kids' names. And she just wrote him down. Ava Sabrina London. She's like, that sounds good. Um, She claims Hank absolutely knew that I was a transsexual and told me that I was the only transsexual he's ever been with. Oh, great. He thought I was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. At least that. Um, So, yeah, he paid her some compliments. He rocked over to her apartment. Um, Quote, we quickly went to my bedroom where things got a little hot because he had already... He had already taken off his clothes, and he was erected. Whoa. I started... Whoa. This is... Hank. This is going to get R-rated. Um, I started giving him a hand job, Whoa. and he was playing with my penis. He was laying down, and I was like, you know, above him. So that's when I realized who he was. So wait, that's the moment she claims that she realized, oh, this is Hank Basket. <laughs> I mean... When they're in the double ski pole position. Right. <laughs> who who Dixon recognizes Mason. Hank Basket? <laughs> yeah, I I am a massive football fan and I I couldn't pick him out of lineup. And just one one note, you mentioned he played for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Brian and I Brian and I have one less catch than uh, Hank Basket did on the Vikings. <laughs> right. One, one catch for 18 yards in 2010. Well, he he um has he can add another catch to his resume wow. because oh, yeah. transsexual cock. Yeah, apparently um, Ava Sabrina put her man parts near his face, which caused him to finish Whoa. the quote unquote game Whoa. early. Hanging Hang brains on Hank. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> I was not ready for this story. No one was ready, least of all his wife, who apparently at the time this went down was pregnant with their second child. Wow. Well, they've she's since given birth to. They've they've patched things up and they've they've moved on, right? This no, is this isn't something they can't work through, she, right? Well, she's she he's no, she kicked him out. Um, as far as I can tell, that he's um, not at home. And, wow. and and she also passed a polygraph test about this story. Wow. And then there's some um, added evidence. Um, there's a, a surveillance video that shows a Jeep that looks just like Hank's Jeep mm-hmm. pulling up to Ava Sabrina's um, apartment building, which, you know. <laughs> guys that drive Jeeps. That's all you have to say. Um, so that's kind of a shocking story. Ed, are, like, how do we continue after this? <laughs> I guess uh, his kids are going to be singing Papa was a Rolling Stone. And by by Rolling Stone, I mean likes balls across the chin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be a tough one to live down. I mean, nobody was really wondering what Hank Basket was up to before this story. And now people are really wishing they didn't know. Or is this just another cooked story a la the allegations about... Dean and Tori's um, problem, Dean's alleged affair. Oh, uh, was because there maybe there maybe the reality show needs a rating. Boost. I mean, I don't know. Like that's, I don't think that there's enough money in the world to get anybody to. Would anyone do that? Of you 
going full stroke on an Asian transsexual. Like, what, now, what story I'm going to say, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm going to say that no, I've never been with a a transgender person, but I know there are situations when I've been in Thailand where you do the double take and then realize it's a lady boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. This there's no double take. This this looks like this looks like an actual man. There's not like. Don't tell her that. Yeah, she'll she'll get her feelings hurt. I have a feeling that she thinks she looks really beautiful. Uh, Hank Basket is apparently into that sort of thing. And right. who are we to judge? I mean, good for you, Hank. You got to good, play with her. Good job, job Hank. You got to play with her boobs. Get, apparently, give it a yank, Hank. You caught you caught one ball in Minnesota. You've caught two balls with this lady. Nice. Oh, excellent. Nice job. All right, Kate. After that very disturbing story, after you've ruined dinner for me, tell me what else is happening in the world of pop culture that doesn't involve transsexual cock. Um, one of my least favorite actresses, or actually someone I don't really think about that often, Megan Fox. Ugh. Is she still a thing? She's not. She, she's 28. She's had a couple of kids. 28? How fucking old is this guy? And apparently her heart's just not in show business anymore. I really hope that means that she's not going to make any more movies. I think that's what she's saying. Because <laughs> she can't get Michael Bay to cast her in anything again. No. Uh. Um, so, yeah, she's she's um, apparently retiring at the ripe old age of 28 because... Oh, thank, thank goodness. goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. She's married, as you may or may not know, to 90210 star Brian Austin Jr. Dave, David Silver. Bag. Right. Yeah. They're the white trash Brandolina. Yeah, they're pretty. They both have forearm tattoos. Let me think about this for a second. Well, Megan Fox has never been my deal. She's got fake cans, which I'm not into. Ed, I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before. I don't know if I brought this up. I'm into more of a natural look. Like beautiful natural breasts are my thing. Real, real, real yams. Real ones. Real. They don't have to be huge. I mean, I like I like a larger breasted woman, that's for sure. But I'm not into anything that's juiced. Anything that's inauthentic is not my deal. Megan Fox is not my deal. Also, go ahead and Google Megan Fox thumbs because she has those weird... Oh, yeah. yeah. Real, real weird thumbs. thumbs. Yeah, thumbs, she has apparently. toe thumbs. She has those weird thumbs that look like big toes. Also, she sucks at acting. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I made the mistake of going to the first Transformers, and, and it, it was, was, it was rough. rough. Yeah. You went to the first trench. You, well, she was always, did you not know LaBeouf was in that? <laughs> I didn't even know who he was at the time. That teenage mutant, mutant, mutant Ninja Turtles. Has that been out? Well, I, 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 I took my kids to a movie this weekend. I took my kids to a movie this weekend, and the preview came on, oh, and both of them, the, the both of them ins- insisted we have to go to that. So get to see her on the big screen. That too. could well, wait. That, she's in that, that movie? movie. That could be. I a, she's in Transformers. Oh, she's in that. Yeah. She says she still she'll work if it's um, a shoot in LA, you know, ten to twenty days. And you right. know, props to her; she wants to be with her kids. Right. There's plenty of actresses that don't. Does how much fu money does Bag have from nine hundred two one zero? I mean, that show's still on in reruns, so he's still getting paid for that. But mm-hmm. is that is that enough to quit your quit your career? Uh, more power to her. I want to see less of her. Was never a fan. Never liked her. Not my deal. She sucks. Okay, I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yep. Um, and speaking of pregnant celebrities, I'm really against, like, celebrities. Pregnancy? I'm really against pregnant selfies. 
just yeah. to sort of like yes. for like publicize yourself. Yes. It's gross. Well, I yes. mean, you know. I know you. I know that's your deal, but I've, I'm not I've saying being toward... pregnant is gross. Yeah. Of course, like, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, using your pregnancy, like, to right. make well, this... yourself like more popular. Yes, I agree. Or a news story. I agree. This, this started with Demi Moore like, like 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, didn't mind that. Didn't have a problem with that. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> uh, okay, Kate. Excellent. Two great. St- well, one acceptable story. One <laughs> super gross one. Uh, although toe thumbs are pretty disgusting too, not as well maybe grosser than the thumb that Hank Basket had to play with. Uh, okay, next story. What else is going on in fancy pop? What's happening in the world of pop culture? Okay, from Kate. across the pond, I'd like to give you a little um, Lohan update because <clears throat> she can't stay out of the news for more than like ten days tops. I'm just going to read from the story. Yeah, because she's manic on blow. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read from the story. On a visit to fancy London department store Selfridges, um, Lindsay Lohan reportedly shocked onlookers when she allegedly charged out of her dressing room and started racing around the shop naked, laughing hysterically the whole time. Yeah, because she was probably yes. high on GHB. She probably did a big gagger. And, like, staff were chasing her around, trying to cover her off. She was laughing her head around and, like, you know, trying to give them the slip while all these customers looked on. Yeah. She's totally naked. I noticed way. she spends a bunch of money, and she never seems to be out earning any. I don't know how she makes money. She, 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 she must, must be, be on, on the Vince Neil plan. plan. Well, I mean, he, he owns a, he he owns a franchise. Yeah, I thought it was two million. Uh, she, maybe it was. Ed, maybe she's doing my thing that I suggested and getting on the, the Saudi Prince hooker train. Right. She might. She might just have a weekend here and there that people don't realize. Yeah. Quarter million bucks. You fly to Saudi. Yeah. You let you let a prince do you know play ride the camel with you and then you bounce. Yeah. Private jet, Lear jet. Not, not a, ba- not not a, a bad, bad gig. gig. Hey, anybody you know, I could see why chicks would do it. I feel like that's her only shot. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be in London in about a month, but I'm guessing we're not gonna be frequenting the same places. Apparently, <laughs> she also got on the bad side of Kate Moss because she landed in the UK and immediately texted Kate's husband Jamie Hint, um, and Kate was non not too pleased about that. And apparently, she was overheard talking to a friend about it at Popular Chilton Firehouse the other night. Lindsay was there, and they got in a bit of an altercation. Wow. Um, Kate Moss seemed very annoyed. Good for her. She needs to get to work. Get on that Saudi prince. Like, I'll be your agent. 10%. What? I'll hook her up with some Saudi princes. Do you know some? Get her on the Learjet. I'm sure I could sort it. Can you introduce me? I could figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I have for pop culture. And, you know, we can move on to our bachelor. Great job. Up. Yeah, let's get to Ed's. Favorite segment of the show. I know oh, Ed. Ed's dying to I, talk about it. I know pins, Ed, pins, pins and needles. I know Ed was camped out with Mrs. Daly. They had a bit of wine. They lit some candles and they threw on their co-favorite show. Of course, I'm He's talking. Like, babe, pause it. Pause it. Yeah, the Bachelorette. Ed's, Ed's probably like. I, I did, can't believe this Nick guy. I did catch. I did catch some of it, and by some of it, I mean like two or three seconds. But. I did notice a pretty good shot of uh, whoever the Bachelorette is. She looked pretty good. Yeah, she's fit. She looks good, huh? And uh, the missus was mighty upset. She was catching up. She was out of town. Uh, She was catching up. She was mighty upset. I think she had a thing for the uh, 
the black guy who got uh, cut Markel. last week. Oh, we really liked yeah. him, too. She, she, she was a big fan. Everybody big. likes Mar- Markel. Luckily, Ed, and you'll be excited about this, and you can tell Mrs. Daly, Markel will be making an appearance on the new Bachelor in Paradise Very spinoff. I'm excited. I tweeted you that today, Ed. Did you yeah. 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 I, I, this, this show is like a bad penny. It just, it, it just keeps turning up. Like a bad penny. Okay, Ed, or Kate, what, tell us what happened last night. Give us a recap. What happened on this week's episode of The Bachelorette. Okay, a few things happened. Um, the story storyline A for this week was that um, Cody Macklemore still hasn't had a one-on-one day with anybody. What are we in, like the sixth week? Yeah, we're pretty deep and in the show. He's been whinging about it a lot to camera. Whinge is Australian for wine. He's been okay. whining I, about it. He's been whinging I, I know whining. He yeah. whines to the bros. He whinges to camera. And all the bros feel bad for him. So they were really setting that up as we went along. How, how many people are left? Um, I think it's after... Well, there were seven, I think. Yeah, there was... Yeah, we went from seven oh, to five. Yeah, we lost two. Yep. Um, so there, there was a one-on-one d- day with normal Nick, who, like, I used to think was okay, but he bugs me now. He sucks. He's a tool. Yeah. Eventually, everyone bugs me, yeah. though. Um, so they went on a... Go- they're in Venice, by the way. Um, they took a gondola ride where he kind of told her about that drama last week, and he's like, "You were right, I was wrong." I mean, good move. Always admit that you Nick, were wrong. Nick is that um, always says the right thing, tells her what like he reads her, tells her what she wants to hear. He's right. good at that. He's really good at that. He read her that really, um, really lame poem that I recited last week. That's right. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Right. He admits he's falling in love with her, and she admits oh. in her voiceover that she could also be falling in love with him. That's right. Um, what, what does this guy do? Some kind of salesman. Sales. Um, they did that, you know, the cheesy Venice, like, masquerade, put on the masquerade masks and, you know, did some dancing. He, well, he did that thing where he's like, I think this is the most romantic room I've ever been in. Yeah. Jesus. Which, any, any real guy knows that the most romantic room you've ever been in is one where you're both naked. I can't even tell if you guys are fucking with me because last week you were talking about them taking mind lessons. So really anything is possible. This is, she was pissed at him because he didn't, he didn't mime seriously enough. Oh, she was. She was like. You're just not really a team player. You look so salty yeah, so during the mime date. He had to make it up to her this week on their one-on-one date by because of him mailing it in during their miming. Yeah, he had to tie that masquerade mask on. Exactly. Okay, what Is it just his headshot, or does he have a bit of a Jay Leno chin going? Uh, not really. I think he's kind of like... He's, Kind of got boyish good looks, I would say. Yeah, he's he looks cute. He looks young. He kind of combs his hair forward. He might be losing his hair. Uh, what, what, Kate? What happened after the date with Nick? Um, after the date with Nick, there was a group date, um, which was really weird. She made them, or they had to go and take a polygraph test. Super weird. Yeah, Whoa. Separately, which yep. is so weird mm-hmm. and inappropriate. I thought. Um. So was she asking the questions? Like, what was the... Um, no, the questions... There was a there was a gentleman with a very strange accent. Some ITAL. Um, giving the questions. Um, asking the same questions to everyone. Right, he had an accent and they couldn't understand him. He asked them all if they'd ever been in a fight. Or he said, have you ever, have you ever fought in public? But they all thought he was saying fart. And, he's <laughs> and like, all of them said yes. Have you ever fought in public? And they're all like... Start laughing, yes. 
Seems, seems like, like a worthwhile segment. He also asked them all how many chicks they bang. Or at I, least no, he asked one of them. No, he, the question was, have you had sex with more than 20 women? Yeah, that seems like a very caddish thing to answer. I would decline. I should have asked them, <laughs> are you gay? Right, yeah. That's a good one, too. Okay, so Kate, then, after the lie detector. Re- well, it was revealed um, that Dylan apparently doesn't wash his hands after he goes to the bathroom. Yeah. What? Was, no scrub was, club? Do you wash yes. your hands after the bathroom? And Dylan, said Dylan no. Downer was like, no. He said no. Well, he's from Boston. I feel like that's pretty common yeah. where he's from. This, this is the guy who likes apple juice and Connect Four, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean that you don't learn that until you're about eight. So, <laughs> um, after the lie detector, Dylan tells Andy he's not feeling well. He's got a tummy ache. He has to go back yeah, to the hotel. That's what I think, happens I think when he you was don't... saying he had to be near a bathroom. Yeah, that's what where he doesn't ha- wash right. his hands. That's what happens when you don't wash. <laughs> No, no scrub, scrub club. Um, yeah, the, there was a cocktail party afterwards. Um, athlete Josh, who he, can you really call yourself an athlete still if it's been like three or four years since you played any sport professionally? He was a second rounder. Right. Also a hum, humble bragger. Yeah. Tells Andy during their one-on-one time at the cocktail party that he thought the lie detector was not cool because a relationship should be built on mutual trust, which is true. That's true. But this tax kind of backfired on him because she starts to wonder if he's saying that because he's something to hide. Right. So now she's second guessing her decision not to read the results. So she was given the results and she stood in front of them all and she's like, should I read them or shouldn't I? And then she ends up tearing it up. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And then all of a sudden we cut to her crying to camera. I think she'd had a few wines at this point. So we're kind of drunk and she was like all crying. She's like feeling all conflicted about the process and, Maybe she should have read the results. Um, I don't know. It was weird. What else happened, Kate? Um, I don't know. Marcus, she still likes him. Snore. He's so dull. And I don't think he's cute. Marcus with the goatee. And he's right. kind of like he's got the real receding hairline. Claims he's 25. But he's got like a hairline of like a 45 Exactly. Yeah. He claims he's 25. He's balding like he's 41. I feel like all these guys lie about their age. Speaking of lying about their age, Cody finally got oh, his yeah. one-on-one so, date. That's right. Cody's the guy that looks like Macklemore, Ed. <laughs> Cody Mac- orange in this picture. Yeah, he's yeah, orange. he's a ranger. Yeah. In Australia, a ranger, a orangutan, is someone with ginger coloring. Yeah. Um, so the second one-on-one, of course, goes to none other than Cody Macklemore. It's kind of a pity date. I felt like the whole time it was really just for her to say goodbye. Um, they go to some place in Verona that's the home – Verona is the home of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. And they go to some place where people send letters, even today, to Juliet. And people there reply to the letters. Wow. Um, wow. Right. And I was worried that Cody couldn't read, but right. apparently he can because – Does he move um, his – does he move his lips when he reads? <laughs> yeah. There's one letter which Cody reads to Andy, um, which seems to miraculously mirror his exact conundrum. Yeah, it seems like maybe Not production had a hand all. in that. Right. It's a super lame date. Um, Cody Macklemore is a bit special. He seems yeah. sweet, though. He, he, He's just batting way above his average with her. Yeah, like, he, he went a long way. He yeah. went a lot farther than he should. He got He finally got a one-on-one date. And he had some bad news broken right. to him. So during the not? dinner portion of the date, he starts telling Andy how much she's going to like him the more she gets to know him. And um, the more he talks, the more her face visibly changes to the point she where she starts to cry. Yeah. 
She cries while he's yes. right because he's like he, and he can feel he feels that he's losing her and yep. things are turning and he gets more and more desperate and talks faster and faster and yep. it just gets sadder and sadder yeah. and she's crying uh, until basically she's like I basically I'm just not that into you but she yeah. you know she's I, she's a good at rejection she, she I'll put give him her on that. the she put him on the friend tip she's very good friend at rejection. zoned she's him like I just feel like we have such a great friendship I just don't see I don't see it going further than that and you're such a great guy and you're so special he's special yeah he's a little special he's um, a nice guy he's a uh, nice guy he should go back to Chicago, Chicago. he should go back he had, he and, had that grating Chicago accent oh, too he should, you know, he should date a girl at the gym. Like yeah. A, like a fit gym girl. Yeah. Peroxide blonde, big fake tits. Fake hands. Yeah. Fit. Well, and they can work out she, and give each other workout She wears tips. a sports bra as a shirt. <laughs> they list him as Oakley, Kansas is where he's from. Right. I think he lives in Chicago. Yeah, I think he oh, lives, he lives in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Storyline B quickly is about Andy's secret admirer who's been sending her handwritten letters. I think she's gotten maybe three yes. so far. Um, there's a scene at the group date cocktail party where Josh, um, the athlete, I don't even know what we call him that, yeah. Hansapreneur, not a fan, and Farmer Chris, still a big fan, yeah. are sitting around together and they're, um, Josh and JJ start talking about the secret admirer because during the polygraph test, one of the questions was, are you Andy's secret admirer? And it was revealed that Chris, Farmer Chris, is actually the secret admirer. So these guys are talking about, they're kind of bagging on whoever it might be. And I feel bad for Farmer Chris because he had to sit there and pretend it's not him. Then he gets his one-on-one time with Andy and he tells her. But it seemed like she kind of already knew. Um, And it seemed like she was into it. And they kissed and he got the group date rose. So... Farmer Chris is back in the game. Yeah, Farmer, in a big way. Farmer Chris reestablished himself. I was pretty lame. I was surprised at the He's reveal. Not as lame as some of the others. Trust me. Because Ed, they showed one of the secret admirer notes, and it was in yeah. cursive. So I just assumed <laughs> that her secret admirer was either your fourth grade teacher or your grandmother. <laughs> right, or that guy who had the faux hawk. Tiny little <laughs> cursive writing. Really right, small writing too. Yeah. Um, I know. I know you bag on the guy because I'm just looking. You bag on the guy who's the pantserpreneur, and he's he's got a pretty bad look in this picture. But, but right. of his all-time favorite movies, I, I give him a big thumbs up. He goes with the old Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder and Wet Hot American Summer, That's which is one one, one, one of, of the favorite. most underrated uh, most underrated movies ever. It really is. Yeah, it's funny. I hope they remake that. Actually, yeah, I think they're gonna make a prequel. Um, Pantrepreneur um, had been drinking during the um, oh, that's rose sure. ceremony he knew, he knew pre-cocktail he, party. He knew he was going home. He had been drinking. His face was all red and splotchy, and he started to get all whiny about how he was so over everyone congratulating everyone every time everyone every time someone gets a rose and blah blah blah. And Farmer Chris kind of likes like calm down, like just don't worry about it. Yeah, like you don't have to get all bent out of shape, like. So Farmer Chris is kind of stepping up, and he's found his voice. Like, he didn't talk for weeks. Yeah, I think that's the big takeaway from this episode is the reemergence of Chris, the Iowa farmer. He had only had – he hadn't, he hadn't had a one-on-one since episode two or something. He had sort of faded in the background, but he's hung around. He hasn't played the game. He's bided his time, and I think he's emerged as one of we, – we have three front runners. I think we can all agree. It's Nick, mm-hmm. it's Josh, and it's Chris. 
I think so. Well, Marcus as well. She still likes that boring guy, Marcus. Marcus and Brian will leave on the next episode. I'm predicting. So it's Rose, down to my three. Boring Rose ceremony. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be Dylan the Downer. Dylan's out too. Or Pants so, oh, so there's six left. To go there's home. six guys left. I wasn't sure, but in the end, she sent JJ Pantsapreneur home. Um, and, you know, thank God. He admitted he did not see this coming, and he got a little teary, like the pussy is on the right out of there. Yeah. yeah. I saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. So is, is that it, Kate? Are we – is that the, the full recap? Yeah, that's it. Wow. Outstanding. Ed, I know your beak has been wetted. You are down to watch next week's Bachelorette, and I know next week you're going to even – up your bachelor content more is there, th- is there a way is there a way i can watch just a live feed just watch these people 24 hours a day yeah that, that's what you need of to course. do i know that's what you're crazy please go and i'm watch just that waiting scene, for the- though with um when pantsapreneur gets drunk that's pretty funny yeah you need I, i'm just waiting for the guy who and the crime Marcus, scene too. who's whose favorite bands are third eye blind Coldplay, and oh, yeah, yeah. places <laughs> yeah that's, that's I'm waiting to see his heart shatter into pieces. That'll be next week for sure. He's out. He's going to be he's, hysterics. He's getting cut. Dylan, do, either Brian, I don't know how many she cuts next week. She's down to six. Oh, yeah. Boring Brian's still there. Brian's out. Dylan's out. Dylan will go first. Right. Then Dylan Brian, first, then, then Marcus. Yeah. Yep. yep. Then Marcus. Yep. Okay. Well, Ed, I know you're, you can't wait. I can't wait. So we'll do it again next week. We'll talk Bachelorette. We'll talk how fucking old is this guy. We'll talk sports. We'll talk non-sports. We'll do everything that we do every Every week. You ready for that? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, he is. Okay. Well, for Ed Daly, for Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See you later. Ciao.